You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. So you think you've got what it takes to join the Alliance. Can you say the same thing when you're pitted against the Emperor's legions of stormtroopers, led by his Sith Enforcer Darth Vader? Mind you, this is the Empire that wiped out the Jedi Order and took over the Republic in a near-perfect coup. The course you will take is a dangerous one, and we are vastly outnumbered. We need beings of courage, intelligence, and strength of will. Commanders Michael Cohen and Matthew Frankie are waiting to debrief you. As veterans of the Clone Wars, they are some of the best. They even survived the Jedi Purge. You are fighting for freedom and hope now. So go on, get moving. Oh, and Rookie. Welcome to the Rebellion. Hello and welcome back to the Rebels podcast. This is our ninth episode of season three. Sorry, pff, uh, I just I was reading the fucking the the season three uh, headline there. I'm gonna start that again. Okay. <laughs> season two. This is what happens when you do multiple podcasts. Yeah, <laughs> once. Like, yeah. Season two of Rebel. Season four of <laughs> Quiver. Ridiculous. Okay. Hello and welcome back to the Rebels Podcast. This is our ninth episode of Season 2. For the episode, The Future of the Force, I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen, and with me, uh, Matt. Matt's actually not here this week. Uh, my faithful co-pilot is off. Uh, I I don't know, saving the galaxy from some some nefarious something or other. I'm sure, but uh, but to fill in, we have a special guest, uh, someone new to the the uh, Rebels podcast. Uh, we've got Joe Hogan. What up, Mike? <laughs> hey, 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 dude, uh, man. So, I uh, for those for those who don't know. Uh, and I don't, I don't know why you wouldn't know this. Cause if you, if you sort if you run in our circle, uh, with, uh, you know, I, 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 Jason and, and Carl over on the Wampus layer or any of the other sort of, uh, star Wars podcasts that we all kind of hang out with, uh, you would know Joe from, from the Wampus layer. Cause you've done a few episodes over there, right? I have. And I apologize to any listeners that are, that are groaning right now because they know what's to come. <laughs> Um, but uh, you might also know Joe from uh, from his incredible art on you know the internet, uh, just the, the the crazy wild uh, wild west that is the internet, especially if you're an artist on the internet. But uh, but if you're really really lucky, maybe you have one of Joe's uh, sketch cards from Tops. Uh, if you're really really lucky, and uh, and or or you paid a, a, a ridiculous amount of money on eBay. To get it from somebody who's right. reselling Cause, it, because I didn't get paid a ridiculous amount of money for it, but 
Yeah. Flattery will get you everywhere, Mike. Thank you for uh, thank you for that beautiful intro. I appreciate it. No problem. It. No problem. I, I I'm excited to have you here because because uh, I know I know you you have some Star Wars opinions and uh, yeah and, yeah it, <laughs> that's it's, an understatement uh, but sure <laughs> it's uh it's uh it's fun to it's fun to every once in a while get somebody new into the podcast because uh because usually usually I just have like Tim or Kyle from from the saga continues uh, come mm-hmm. on sure cause, sure because they're kind of uh they're they're part of the original uh, Frontlines the Clone Wars podcast group but. Uh, but I, uh, it, you know, I, I kind of with rebels, I'm kind of trying to switch things up a little bit, get some, mm-hmm. get some unique voices in here, and I, uh, I, so I thought, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll bring Joe, and I know, I know he does the podcast from time to time. So, uh, so uh, with that in mind, let's uh, let's jump into some some news. The first piece of news. Uh, we actually have some Star Wars Rebels news this week. Mm-hmm. It's been about. <laughs> I, I I guess about two three months. When was New York Comic Con? That was the beginning of October. Yes. So correct. it's been about two months since we've gotten any news about Star Wars Rebels, which uh, which is exactly what I said would happen. Is that you know basically going into New York Comic Con, they wouldn't talk about the Force Awakens at all because they were they were they were pumping up Rebels for the season premiere, and then Rebels premiered. <laughs> And they haven't talked about it since. It's like it's yeah. yeah we it's it's like it's like in the lead up to your to your uh, 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 middle child's birthday, like everybody's talking about the birthday party and making sure that everything's gonna be okay for that middle child. And then you have the birthday party, and then the second that they blow out the candles, you're like, okay, now we're we're focused on the 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 eldest. The next one, uh, yeah, because they're they're you know we got to go to their hockey games and and uh, all. That. Sorry, you maybe maybe I'm I'm carrying a little bit of baggage myself, but I was just gonna say that's a very very specific <laughs> very scenario specific you have scenario. going on here. I don't know, but I, 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 I can't totally relate to it. But I, I'm I sure see that, where you're coming from. I'm sure that other other <laughs> listeners with uh, with siblings can relate. Um, because now it's like rebels. Rebels is not important to them. The only thing that's important is the movie, uh, mm-hmm. is the Force Awakens. So, uh, but we did get a tidbit of news this week, and that is that Rebels has been renewed for season three, which is exciting, but is also complete non-news because, yeah. like at at Star Wars Celebration, we already knew that they were working on season three. <laughs> right. Like that, they had basically wrapped season two in terms of uh, uh, recording sessions, and they had already begun season three. So much like, uh, much like the Clone Wars, um, there's really there's really no surprise here. They'll they'll keep making seasons of this until they decide to stop, which which I think will probably be around season five, depending on how they're looking at time passing. Mm. over the course of the series like was season one a full year because we have we have five years to get to the battle of yavin right, right? right so um so going into season three is does that mean that it's year three um the the one thing is that we haven't really noticed a difference in a lot of the characters in terms of like character models mm-hmm. um I mean, there there's slight cosmetic changes this year, right? I mean, I, I, Ezra has the the scar on his cheek from from 
Is that from the end of season one, or is that? Yeah, from I the... think that was the Inquisitor. Like yeah, it, yeah, so. that was the Inquisitor. Yeah. And then uh, Kanan has uh, his shoulder, his sh- shoulder pauldron has scorch marks on it from the fight with Vader. And I didn't then, notice that. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, and then uh, and then Sabine obviously went through the the biggest transformation by changing her hair color and completely repainting her armor and helmet. Typical um, teenager. Yeah, because because she got smoked in the face a couple of times by Vader mm. with her own blaster bolts, no less. Right. Which uh, that's got a that's that that really like we haven't really talked about it on the podcast, uh, but that has to be a real emotional like kick to the groin. Yeah, really. Uh, of like I'm gonna take out Darth Vader, pew pew, and then you immediately get both of those blasts sent back in your face. Um, and the only reason that you survive is because you're a Mandalorian and you're wearing the most awesome armor in the <laughs> right. galaxy. Uh, so, because uh, if that was Stormtrooper armor, she'd be dead. Uh, no, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Even Clone Trooper armor, which is pretty decent. But, uh, you know, we, we've seen a lot of dead clones in uh, across the, uh, the, the course of uh, Star Wars, the Clone Wars. So Almost uh, to the point that I wonder why they even wear the armor. I mean, I love right. it aesthetically, but like... Yeah, if you're if you're getting hit in the chest and it's not helping you, like, isn't it just like slowing down your mobility or whatever? And also making you a super visible target. What with with the whole white armor of it all. But, uh, you know, you know, it's fine. It's fine. It's it's Star Wars. The the they're basically all cannon fodder. It's that's Mike. have, Have you played any any battlefront? Not to segue. Uh, I, I have. Okay. Have you have you done Walker assault on Endor as an Imperial? It's, it's not fun. No, it's <laughs> white glow sticks running around the forest. Oh, um, yeah, I, uh, I, I basically exclusively play uh, fighter squadron. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Right? Oh. Um, my initial my like when I played the beta, I was like, this is this is garbage. Like this this game is a piece of just hot, hot steaming sewage. <laughs> oh, man. But That's uh, I had strong opinions. But I, uh, when I actually received the game, I took the time to go into the menus and be like, "What can I do to the control scheme to maybe make this not suck so bad?" Mm-hmm. And I and I discovered that I can swap the the flight stick from the right analog to the left yes. analog, yes. and all of a sudden the game was good. It just made sense for you. Yeah, and it was like, I hey EA what's your problem guys? Like the, the, my only issue is that like, I would really like to customize those controls. Cause I'd like to have, I'd like to have primary weapon on the X. I'd like to have, uh, uh, my throttle up and down on, on, uh, L2 and R2. And, uh, are you playing on Xbox? No, I'm playing on PS4. PS4. Um, yeah. And then okay. I'd like to have, uh, the, um, I'd like to have the actual capacity to roll my ship myself as opposed to using pre-programmed the, the maneuvers. D- the D-pad, yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, that would basically make it Rogue Squadron. So yeah. uh, that's kind of uh, – that, that's that's where I'm coming from. I do but, miss Rogue Squadron. Uh, it's it's it, all, all that playing Fighter Squadron does, especially uh, not just Fighter Squadron, but if you go into the training and you do that one mission that they yeah. put you in the X-Wing, uh. it's like, you guys, why didn't you do that? Like, why is there I, – I don't understand why there's no story mode. 
Uh, and that's my biggest complaint with the game is that like it it is the multiplayer is great and everything like it's fun to jump in there and there's a lot of modes to choose from and and there's kind of something for everybody so i i switch between primarily playing fighter squadron and then occasionally i'll go in for hero hunt Mm -hmm. um but but for the most part I, i i like i stay out of the really hardcore like deathmatch type stuff because i just i'm just fodder right like i'm just yeah, one I'm, of the uh, nameless characters who gets blasted in the first five seconds i'm so, terrible too but i i love the game like yeah. I'll, I'll play anything um unfortunately you know i got my hands on another game and realized like oh there are better video games that i can play <laughs> is but, it fallout uh no no wow I, I everybody's up, playing fallout right now i i'm not but everybody else seems to be playing fallout right yeah, now i, I picked up, up assassin's creed syndicate oh, okay uh, uh, on sale during black friday oh so and, did i actually uh, the the flash sale yeah yeah because i was like <laughs> i can't pass this up and then i have order 1886 because it was only 10 bucks i did the exact same thing <laughs> i got the two of those and i got witcher 3 all no, i already time. had witcher 3 okay so. <laughs> okay otherwise i probably would have but that's uh, funny yeah, so I started playing Assassin's Creed, and I'm like, oh, oh yeah, real video games. <laughs> I forgot. Um, yeah, EA has very clearly they, like they, they they released a game because they had to release a game before for the Force movie. Awakens. Yeah, um, so that they could have that Jakku uh, pack and whatever, which I haven't jumped into play yet. But it's pretty uh, neat. Yeah. They they were basically even though it's not a movie tie in it is a movie tie in so Mm -hmm. I feel like I feel like I don't feel like Lucasfilm did it but I feel like like EA forced their own hand on it and released the game way too early like before it was ready and and uh, the the rest of the game is is DLC that they want to charge you basically the full price of another game for right and and so um i had pre-ordered battlefront back at e3 off amazon with a bunch of other games and got 30 percent off so oh wow that was the only reason why i could justify to myself (laughs) actually buying the game because it ended up being like 50 bucks so Mm -hmm. um with with everything in basically so i i I won't buy the DLC because I I personally think that it's highway robbery that they basically left out major features of the game like heroes and ships. I mean, there's only there are only four ships and then uh, and then the snowspeeder in certain on certain occasions that you can pilot in the game and they've got like four more ships for each side coming, mm-hmm. which says to me that like oh the rest of the game was held back for this DLC, which is something that I'm not a big fan of. Um, yeah, so. I, I agree 100% on the whole DLC model in general. I think the whole yeah. game industry is is pretty guilty of it, and especially EA. EA is, is pretty egregious yeah. with all that stuff. Um, I, I do think the game, for me anyway, because you know, it's, I guess it's a really objective thing if a game is worth um, you know, the full price point, but yeah. If, if it's something that you're investing a lot of time in and, and, you know, time is money, essentially, like not to sound like a cliche jerk, but if if you like something enough to invest all of your time into it and obviously the more time you're willing to invest in something because you're enjoying it, the, the more valuable it is. For me, Battlefront feels like enough of a complete game that I'm very happy. 
but I agree 100% that it would have been more complete in terms of, I guess, scale, because I don't want to say variety or um, availability of, of content, because there is a lot of content in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot, like you said before, there's a lot to choose from in terms of modes. Yeah. Um, a lot of those modes have exclusive maps, like even though a lot of the assets are reused to create those maps, like they're different. So you have to think about them differently. You can't just like memorize one map and then you're good for all yeah. the modes. It doesn't work that way. Um, so for me, it, it feels like a complete game. I'm very happy with my purchase. I actually bought it twice. I got it on PC and PS4 because <laughs> I have friends playing it on both. And I'm very happy with the purchase. Um, so, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm very happy with it. But, yeah, I, I really hope. Uh, the DLC is worth it for the people that choose to uh, to invest in that because I'm not going to be one of those people. Um, and to kind of go on your point, you know, I, I feel kind of bad uh, taking things off the rails so badly because we only got through the first piece of news and we're like, what, 20, 20 minutes in? Um, I, I think it's very strange that EA got the rights to published three Star Wars games, at yeah. least three that we were told about. You know, I think they have the rights for the next decade or something like that, yeah, but yeah. Uh, they have three games in the works. One of them was Battlefront, and it, it was announced two years ago, mm-hmm. and now it's out. We don't even know what the other two games are. We know, no. I, I can't remember what one of the studios is, but I know the other one is uh, Bioware, who does Mass Effect and Dragon Age, and of yeah. course, uh, The Old Republic and Knights of the Old Republic. So we don't even know what those games are, so we don't know how far away they are from completion. Yeah. We just know that they all started at roughly the same time because that's when EA got the rights to do them. So, yeah, it's very strange that Battlefront got that express development cycle. Mm -hmm. And I I agree 100 percent. It's like it's it's to push the movie. You know what I mean? Like they just wanted to they just kind of wanted to cash in on the the film. But again, with that said, I I think it's um, if you're a Star Wars fan and and you have uh, the means to play it beforehand, I think it's worth picking up if, if you uh, if you enjoy it. For me, like $60, if I'm not getting at least 10 hours out of it, like then it's not worth it to me. Like I'll just wait until it's on sale. But mm-hmm. I, I think I've already put in about 40 hours gameplay wise <laughs> in, into the game between nice. the two platforms. So, yeah, I've definitely only like kind of jumped in uh, to to play it occasionally. And I and I haven't really like played it with friends very much. So, mm-hmm. Um, that's probably one of the places where, cause I just haven't had, had really had the time to, to dedicate, uh, you know, like a, a, a two hour play session with right. some friends. Well, I shouldn't have either. Honestly, <laughs> like it was, these were, these are like work weeks that I should not yeah. have been doing that. So now I'm paying for it now, but <laughs> that's awesome. I, but yeah, I, I don't know. I'll, I'm sure over the course of, of the next little while I will get, you know, good use out of it. But, mm-hmm. uh, but really, like a lot of the time that I was playing it, I was just thinking to myself, like I, I, I could be playing Destiny, where I get to actually like feel powerful and then customize my character, and I'm working towards goals. Whereas Battlefront, to me, just like the the customization options are too shallow for me, and yeah, you know, like like if, if you tell me that I can customize my Rebel Soldier, I want to customize my Rebel Soldier. Like yeah. I want to choose how that character shows up same with a stormtrooper like i want to choose from different paint jobs and and you know like like, armor add-ons right yeah yeah exactly like i want to i want to really be able to dig deep into that stuff not just pick which face i have um it kind of yeah there there was a little 
there was a little bit of disappointment when I finally got my hands on the game in that aspect where I was like, nice, I can customize my Star Wars character. And I was like, oh, I can pick the face of a Star Wars character. And <laughs> most of these people are really ugly for some reason. I don't, I don't, I'm not quite sure why. I don't know why if you can create your characters, why you wouldn't try and make them slightly more attractive than, than yeah. some of those models. Because some of them are just like wow, this person's just, like, they hit every branch on the ugly tree on their way down. It's it's just no good. But, They've seen uh, some nasty stuff there on the wall. <laughs> apparently. It's really taking it, uh, um, a physical toll on them. Yeah. yeah they, it, it was a big... You know, go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, they're really the, the soldiers from the back of the line. Yeah. Like, like, in the far <laughs> distance. Not, like, not the dude who, like, squints his eyes right as Darth Vader and his stormtroopers are busting through. But the guy, like, six guys behind that. They, you really can't make out the details of his face anyway, so it doesn't matter if he's ugly. You can pay him less. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it was a missed opportunity just because, yeah. you know, they, they could have done so many things with, with that. Even in terms of unlocking stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe every ten ranks you unlock a different color of, like, the stormtrooper pauldron to, like... Yeah show oh you're you're in the teens rank oh you're in the 20s you're in the 30s or whatever yeah just like change the color or whatever to kind of you know give you a little something extra to like yeah. work hard for to unlock yeah. I don't look know. if if you're gonna let me I, I i use luke skywalker from return of the jedi to fight darth vader during the battle of hoth <laughs> um while everybody else is apparently calling in y-wings to take down the shields on at-80s and there are TIE Interceptors and A-Wings flying overhead, let me customize my character however I feel. Yeah. Because clearly the continuity means nothing yeah. to you. This is not uh, canon, clearly. Yeah, like, <laughs> so. It's just, it's total nonsense, which not, it's, it, it's it, it, at the end of the day, I think the thing is, this is a lot like my argument. Uh, anybody who's listened to Quiver has heard me talk about the Man of Steel uh, uh, movie like this several times. It's not the Star Wars game that I want to play. <laughs> like, right. I want to play a Star Wars game with a story and where, you know, we're in the universe and not just um, basically a reskinned, uh, customized version of, of, of a battlefront, or sorry, a battlefield or, or a Call of Duty, right? Mm -hmm. um, that's honestly, to me, like, not even as tight as those games. But, but that, that's a... I don't know. That's just my opinion on it after having played it a little bit more. Um, like I, I said, I, I, I stick to the fighters for the most part. Mm -hmm. I just like a little bit more variety in what I get to do in a starfighter because there's it's basically just dogfights. So there's variety for all of the different uh, uh, first person slash third person modes, um, which is cool. But But when it comes to... Uh, the the fighter stuff you you can basically dogfight in the midst of a of a FPS battle or you can dogfight separately so right. that you don't have to go find the little blue tokens um, and 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 I would I would like you know uh, like like I'm not even asking for a ton give me an assault on the Death Star uh, so that I can like like both Death Stars, so that I can do the trench run and I can fly inside the the second Death Star and and I'll be happy. Like just give me something else to do, um, and and don't make them escort missions and I'll be happy. You know, because right. uh, escort missions are the worst. But um, 
it's the majority of a Rogue Squadron game, which I think is funny because because I I love Rogue Squadron, but I yeah. hate those escort missions. Babysit the uh, the yeah. medical frigate. Yeah, yeah, we're getting attacked. Yeah, I know you're getting attacked. Yeah, we're that's aware. why that's why I'm <laughs> shooting at these Tie Fighters, you jerks. Um, so, cool. long story short, Rebels renewed for season three. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? exactly. See, we can't even talk about Rebels news, and we're a Rebels podcast. Yeah, uh, I don't think anybody was was really surprised to hear that. No, though. no, exactly. Um, yeah, well, I'll be surprised when we hear you know what the release date is and how many episodes they got and all that sort of thing. But because uh, uh, they really didn't give us a lot of details, so they just kind of said, "Yeah, Disney XD, you know, the company that's owned by the company that owns this property." It it renewed the show that's in its best interest to renew. <laughs> Big surprise. Yeah, um, it's, like it's, it's the number two show on Disney XD overall. Is it real? I was, you know, I was going to ask you if, if you and Matt paid attention to that because I know uh, I remember Clone Wars. That info yeah. always got released by Cartoon Network that it was the number one show that yeah. you know the whatever demographic they targeted was. Um, yeah, yeah, was watching. So um, interesting. But uh, it's the it's the number one in in the demo uh, of of basically adult viewers, so it is the only reason that adults tune in to Disney XD. Um, cool. Now that Tron's not on there anymore, because uh, <laughs> I think that that probably would have been their number one for adults previously. Um, <laughs> Because everything else that uh, Disney, like, this is my thing with Disney is that they, they, they split up their content so much because they've got ABC, they have Disney Channel, uh, and down down there you guys have, uh, it's like Disney Family or something like that? or Yeah, right, yeah. right. ABC Family and ABC Disney Family. family. I, I, I honestly don't remember, but yeah, I think it's yeah, ABC Family. Here Network. we have a, we, in Canada, we have a different version called ABC Spark, which is the same thing. It's the same content uh, as ABC Family, but it's just, mm-hmm. it just has a different name for some reason. Okay. <laughs> and then, and then there's Disney XD. So mm-hmm. like they split up all their content amongst all of the, and, and so you have, you have all this weird, like watered down crummy stuff that fills in most of their days. Mm-hmm. Um, along with repeats of like old TGIF shows for the most part, or like oh, old that I would watch ABC Saturday morning cartoons. I, just, I um, didn't even know that was a thing. I gotta get on that. Yeah, like uh, I, 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 Boy Meets World is on ABC Spark up here, like every day. Wow. They they play like two or three episodes every day. So, um, is but, that spinoff still on the air? Yeah, Girl, yeah, 12? yeah. Girl meets Oh, uh, maybe yeah, maybe it's, it's to like help boost those ratings because they hear they're not doing so good. Yeah, I don't know. I I watch it. I like it. It's I, I it's a fun show. It's it's mm. not nearly as good as Boy Meets World, but mm. but it's good. But I like I feel like they split their audience way too much by like forcing them to go to all these different networks. It's like why is the a why is Rebels not just on ABC? Because it it should be on Sunday nights at 7.30 before Once Upon a Time. Uh, because what you would get with that is, A, uh, you'd get... It's not quite prime time, but you would get your like mass audience appeal because yeah. everybody has ABC. Right. Um, so more people would be watching Rebels. And then you would have this great family lead-in to, to Once Upon a Time, which is a, which is a good family show for uh for for disney fans right because it's good for it's got stuff for kids and it's got stuff for adults so Mm -hmm. um it it would be like if they would put it there 
you know, like Matt and I recommended before the series started, because uh, I know that they're listening, and they, they need to just take our advice. Just give me a job. Uh, <laughs> but uh, if they put it there, they'd have an awesome sort of, like, uh, wonderful world of Disney sort of uh, I, I tie-in thing going on where they could have those two shows back-to-back and, and maybe even, like, the other thing to do is bring back TGIF on Friday nights on ABC and actually put Girl Meets World on TGIF. And mm-hmm. maybe, because uh, they like, Full House is coming back, although I think, like, that's going to be, like, a Netflix series or something like that. I don't know if that's going to be on an actual TV network, but... But it just, I don't know, to me it makes sense to put these things on actual TV and give them actual TV budgets as opposed to uh, putting them on cable networks or or online or whatever. But uh, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm completely off base and people like Rebels being on Disney XD where they'll shift around the night that it plays on every season and lose viewership every year and then eventually say i don't understand how come nobody's watching our star wars show right right um but cartoon network did the same thing to to clone wars but yeah clone wars got thrown all over the place yeah yeah. so um i but yeah season three we we all knew it was coming uh let's let's jump into the next piece of news which is uh, uh mark hamill uh was uh, revealed, I guess, in in an Omaze video. Although it's not what we were all hoping it would be. So right. last week we touched on the the fact that that J.J. Abrams and and the stars of the Force Awakens did a new Omaze video, highlighting the different charities that they were, uh, uh, that you're supporting by, by uh, taking part in in this new Force for Change campaign. Um, and at the very end he went he said, but where's where's Mark Hamill and tune in next week sort of thing. And, and then they released this video and it was Mark Hamill in first order stormtrooper gear walking around on, on, on Hollywood Boulevard or whatever. I, I talking to people, not even revealing that he was Mark Hamill, which I yeah. thought was really weird. Like I thought at some point he was gonna like take off the helmet yeah. and be like, I I'm Mark Hamill. And it's like he never did. I kept waiting for it. Yeah. Um and uh, and and so uh, uh, JJ wins yet again in setting up <laughs> our expectations and, and dashing them horribly. The, the ultimate troll. Yeah, in the lead up to this movie. Uh and you know, like, man. Luke Skywalker better do something incredible in the first five minutes of him being on screen. Because if he so, doesn't, man. there's going to be a lot of angry uh, uh, people. I'm not even going to just say, like, fans, because there's going to be... It just everybody is going to be upset. I'm um, really worried he's just going to be the last scene of the movie, Yeah, honestly. Like, I'm really, <laughs> really worried that's going to be, like, the after-credits scene, like... like oh, uh, that'd be even worse. Like Sam Jackson in yeah. Iron Man. Like, he'd just be like... He'll like uh, uh, Ray and Finn will be hanging out in the cantina right. at the end of the movie, and and he walks in. And he's like, "You're you're you're part of a bigger galaxy. You just don't know it yet." I uh, think you're the and, only uh, one that's special. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, no, I I I maintain that 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 he's gonna show up, and uh, and then he will die in a in a blaze of non glory. Um, much like Obi-Wan does. It just sort of like, like, wait, did, 
did he just die? Yeah. <laughs> Why did he just turn into nothing? I don't understand. Is that because is that what happens when you get hit with a lightsaber or yeah. or or did he choose to do that? I'm really confused. Uh, we're gonna need at least thirty years of expanded universe to, right. to explain this. Um, yeah, I, I expect that that's what'll happen, and then you know Daisy Ridley will pick up his lightsaber and beat the snot out of Kylo Ren and then they'll all escape and, and Kylo Ren will be like, I'll get you next time gadget. And, uh, yeah. (laughs) And, uh, and then in episode eight, they'll fight again. Um, but, uh, we'll, we'll see. We, it's all still kind of up in the air, but, uh, uh, two weeks, less than two weeks, less than two weeks at this point. Really? Like by the time that a lot of people are listening to this, uh, because it'll go out on Monday, so really, we'll be I think like closer to a week away than two weeks. So um, that just I get tingles when I think about it. It's uh, it's so exciting. Um, but uh, yeah, it, we're not gonna find out. We're not gonna find out what's going on with Luke Skywalker until that movie comes out. That's just the way that it is. But he, mm. here's the thing: it really doesn't matter because all of us Star Wars fans, uh, all of us ones who who uh when people bring up the prequels we all cringe and then we have to stop ourselves from defending them to people who really like their opinions don't really matter anyways because they've only seen them once Mm -hmm. um we're all gonna love it regardless because there's something in our brains that makes us incapable of hating anything star wars uh, uh, which is why we continue to pick up the comic books even when they're not that great. Some of them are awesome. I shouldn't say that. So, like Darth Vader is an awesome comic, but that main Star Wars title is... It's as bad with the canon as Battlefront. They might as well call it Star Wars Battlefront, the comic. Because <laughs> it's like Luke Skywalker fighting Darth Vader right after the events of A New Hope. That doesn't make sense. But anyways, that's a different podcast. People should go listen to the Pullbox podcast to hear me and Curtis uh, discuss all three of the, the first Marvel Star Wars comics uh, th- that have been collected in trade paperback because we're doing that all month over there. But, uh, oh, nice. Yeah, I, I, you can hear me go on and on at, at length about Star Wars Volume 1 S- Skywalker Strikes because it's, it's, it's a mess. But It's strange. <laughs> yeah, I, it's, oh, it's, it's just... I don't understand. I don't understand how they have a story group and that got released in any capacity. It doesn't make any sense to me. Somebody should have caught that and said, no, none of this makes sense with the, with the films themselves. This Mm. is in direct contradiction. But anyways, um, what was I saying? Oh, we love everything. And, uh, I, there will be a bunch of fair weather fans who, who crawl out of the woodwork who are really, really amped up for this and went out and bought a bunch of toys just like they did for The Phantom Menace, um, not knowing anything about any of the characters. Or, you know, like, they're the ones who are like, oh, man, I'm, like, the biggest Star Wars fan you know. Like, <laughs> like I got, like, six action figures. Yeah, I have like, some of those I, Yeah, that's real cool, man. That's That's real. That's real. That's real great. Uh, or, or that your friends brag to you, like... You think you're a Star Wars fan, Mike? I got a friend. He has a Boba Fett. <laughs> a, a Boba Fett what? <laughs> he has he has a Boba Fett. He has a he's like a, 
He's like one of those stormtrooper guys, a Boba Fett. He has one of them, and it's like, oh, he, he, your, your friend's not a real Star Wars fan, and you don't know what you're talking about. And just, just move along. My, um, my favorite is when someone uh, will be like, "Yeah, I got that original Boba Fett. You know, the one from 2004." Like, yeah, all right, that's yeah, that's <laughs> good for not you. how it works, but all right. Yeah, um, <laughs> and and then there's all of the regular people, you know, like the civilians out there, civvies, yeah, yeah, who. Who are just really excited that there's a Star Wars movie at all, and and that it doesn't look like one of the prequels, um, and and those last two groups are going to be super excited in the lead up, and then they're gonna be really jazzed up the week after, mm-hmm. and then by January first, they're all gonna be on the internet telling us what's horribly wrong with the movie. So it really doesn't mm-hmm. matter. It really doesn't matter what's in the movie. It mm-hmm. it could be it could literally be the greatest film ever made. Like like it could at the end of the movie Han Solo drops a snow globe and says Rosebud and everybody's like, "Whoa, that just blew my mind." <laughs> but like it won't it won't matter because the internet will strike back uh, regardless of how good the movie is, like they, mm-hmm. there will be people just deconstructing the crap out of it and telling us why J.J. Abrams is the new Hitler, and and uh, that we were better off with George Lucas, and like it, it, everybody will just do a total about face, and <laughs> and it'll be it'll be episode one all over again. It'll mm-hmm. be apparently the Ewoks all over again. Although I never knew that people hated Ewoks. Until, I didn't either, honestly. Until the internet, right? I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. I always just thought because I was a kid. I mean, like the Ewoks predate me, so, so I, I just, I just always thought Ewoks were cool, right? Like Return of the Jedi was just the best one because it has Ewoks, you guys. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I, I, Star Wars for me is is mostly for Star Wars fans at this point. Uh, when mm-hmm. you look at a lot of the stuff, and and right now they're making it look an awful lot like Star Wars is for everybody, um, and and hopefully JJ can pull that off. And I'm and I'm totally wrong, but based on Marvel movies, which are all basically awesome to different like varying degrees, but all awesome, uh, sooner or later the internet comes back around and says, well, that was really stupid the way that Iron Man did that. And it's like, um, a month ago, you guys all thought that was really cool, but whatever, you know? Yeah. These Um, things go through cycles. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and especially because of the, the breakneck pace at which these movies come out now, it's like star Wars will come out and everybody will go see it and it'll make more money than God. And everybody will be really happy with that for about a month. And then it's like, what's next? Hmm. Right. So as soon as that's done, it'll be like Cap Civil War or, well, I guess Batman v Superman's before that. Right. So everybody will turn their attention to that. And, and, you know, the Internet will move away from Star Wars for a little bit and we'll deal with that. We'll deal with Cap. We'll deal with Doctor Strange. And then eventually we'll get back to Rogue One. So, um (laughs) It's uh, it's just kind of the way that our society moves at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And here we are, just plugging away on Star Wars Rebels <laughs> beneath <laughs> the radar. Um, and I, I maintain that as soon as uh, the the Force Awakens comes out, uh, all of these, because uh, there's about a million Star Wars Rebels podcasts right now, um, 
uh, and I think a bunch of them have already dropped off, and I think they'll continue to drop off as as the movies roll on and and other stuff happens. People get mm-hmm. distracted. Rebels was really fun when there was nothing else to talk about. Yeah, but now that I... there's other stuff to talk about, you know, I. But but the Rebels podcast is still here, so <laughs> and we'll always be here talking Truck about along, baby. Yeah, talk, talking about Kanan until until they kill. Because uh, <laughs> he's gonna die. It's gonna um, happen eventually. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, I, moving from I, uh, I, Mark Hamill uh, disappointing us in an Omaze video that was still hilarious. It was still a great video, but uh, definitely it, it was definitely a, a, a bait and switch on that one. I, I we'll talk really quickly about the fact that George Lucas has seen The Force Awakens. And apparently he said he really liked it. Now, nobody has directly quoted George Lucas yet on this. I believe it's a quote from Kathleen Kennedy who says that he said that he really liked it. Right. But here's my thing. And I, and I told you, Joe, before we started recording that I had an opinion about this. Um, I don't care. <laughs> I honestly... I honestly don't care what George Lucas thought of the movie because like the the guy is 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 out of touch with what Star Wars fans want to see. So uh and and if if you want evidence of that, I uh, just look at Star Wars the Clone Wars. It was awesome and I love nearly every minute of it, but there are things choices that he made uh, basically, stuff that he overrode in in the Clone Wars that shows that he's just totally out of touch with with the fan base. And the biggest thing that I'll point to is is Mandalore. Mm. There was a huge fan community built up specifically around the the mythology that Karen Travis had put together in those books. Which, like, I like I'm of two minds of it, like. George Lucas gets to do whatever he wants, or at least he used to, because he's the maker. It's his it's his galaxy, right? We just get to watch it. Um, but on the other hand, once you let other people play in your playground, you don't get to walk over to them and tell them that they're that they're playing with the toys wrong. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and that's basically what he did. Is he came in and he said, "No, that's not the way that it works. The Mandalore is actually a bunch of artists." Uh, they're, they're, Boba Fett is a weird one and here's all the other weird ones <laughs> and and I think that Dave Filoni ended up taking George Lucas's uh, ideas and molding them back into the continuity that we already knew Dave um, did his best man yeah, like he, yeah, and, he, and I he think, knew the position he was in yeah he really he really took like a, 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 a near miss and and made everybody go like hey, it's okay there's still mandalorians with armor and um because we had to do that and because he's making me bring back darth maul um i'm just gonna put those two things together because i think that that <laughs> is probably a little bit more what you guys are wanting so mm. so by the end of the clone wars it's like okay all that stuff with the mandalorians is fine because i uh, uh, we got to flesh out Obi Wan's character a bit more, and uh, we got 
we got Mandalorians with Darth Maul styled armor with like complete with little horns attached yeah. to their helmets. Like that was pretty neat. Yeah. So so you know as far as uh, as as far as the the fans are concerned, it at the end of the day, I think it all kind of comes out in the wash. But but really, like if you look at the specific influences that George made of of completely changing Mandalore and what it was. Uh, to mo in most fans' eyes, um, and it, like it, not just changing it, but like doing the exact opposite. Like we're all like, Mandalore is the best. They're basically like all warriors, and they're all as awesome as Boba Fett. It's so cool. And he's like, yeah, actually, they're like a pacifist planet, um, and they re they're really into cubism. And uh, and we were all like, cubism. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. What what's cubism? Because uh, uh, I think that's where most fans were at. The ones who don't have those uh, the the art degrees um, were like, "Why is everything square? I don't understand. Their art's really weird. Um, their architecture is so odd. Is that because this show is all angular, uh, or is this an intentional thing?" Um, but yeah, so in my opinion, uh, between between that and his comments recently about. Basically, like his his snooty little remarks that Disney chose not to use his story, but instead mm. is making a movie for the fans. It's like, huh, huh? Like I, I'm happy that he likes it. So I like I like that's a good thing. Um, but in terms of his seal of approval, telling me whether or not I'm going to like the Force Awakens, uh, I'm much more. I'm much more interested in the fact that Harrison Ford says that it's great because Harrison Ford is a guy who doesn't like Star Wars very much. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden he's turned around and his opinion is different. Now he loves Star Wars and thinks that it's the greatest thing ever. And he's like, this movie is awesome. Um, and Carrie Fisher is saying that it's a great movie, which like if it, as she said on Good Morning America, I think yesterday, um, she thinks in her mouth. Yeah. <laughs> so you know that yeah, she's, she's not lying. She's a pull no punches kind of gal, but yeah, yeah. So if it if it was if it had issues, she would tell you. She would she would be like, nah, a, you know, the space battles are real great, but I don't want to talk about the story, <laughs> right? Like she'd be avoiding the subject, but she's not. She's like basically telling everybody, this is a really good movie. It's I think everybody's gonna be really happy with it. Um, and then and then there there have been sort of reports here and there from other people who've been seeing it that. Uh, you know, famous, famous types. Um, apparently Steven Spielberg has seen it three times. Yeah. And I, that's another person who I'm like, well, he's a little bit out of touch with what real people want in movies mm -hmm. as well. But, um, I, you know, if, if he really likes it, 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 it must be pretty good. So, um, George's opinion is really like kind of the last one on my list. It's like, I, like I said, I'm, I'm happy for him. That, that he enjoyed it, but um, I don't know. I give it six months, and then he'll be telling us all what's wrong with it as well. I got to be honest with you, though. I mean, I don't really trust anyone's opinion who's kind of directly involved mm -hmm. because can you think of a single movie that was really, really bad where anyone that was involved before the movie came out or while the movie was out where they were like, yeah, this movie's garbage? Not because I think it's going to be a bad film. I just feel like 
there is either a pressure to promote it positively or a bias yeah. attached to it where it's just really hard to be completely objective and honest about your your feelings if you had something negative to say. Now, that's not to say that that I don't think George um you know, liked it or or didn't like it or, or whatever. I don't know, but the fact is I don't think he's going to turn around and badmouth it. Hmm. Like I just I just don't see that happening in in any scenario at this yeah. point. Yeah. Well, I just I don't think it's in his best interest to to go yeah crapping on the one star wars movie that he didn't make right right like he would just get roasted not that he's not used to that but i think that he tries to avoid like i have noticed in the last few years he he kind of has been avoiding controversy mm-hmm. on the internet and just sort of uh, yeah. uh, he's had his fill for yeah, a lifetime yeah so so he kind of he kind of half comments on things and then and then people have to interpret what he's talking about but um yeah so so i i don't know i just thought like that was an interesting thing that was in the news and the most interesting part about it is the way that everybody's kind of reacting to it mm-hmm. it's like oh man thank goodness this movie is going to be awesome because george says he really liked it and it's like eh, i don't really yeah that's not the way to look at it yeah that's not that's not that's not my problem <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, I'm. I, I mean, based on everything that we've seen, I think we're all gonna really like it. Like mm-hmm. I said, and especially us, 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 uh, I diehard Star Wars fans who who uh, repeatedly return to the table to 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 be served the same stuff over and over and over again. Um, we'll be happy regardless. It's just it's another Star Wars movie. Does it have lightsabers? Does it have X-Wings? Is there a Death Star-like uh, super weapon? I think we'll all be pretty happy, right? Yeah. Han Solo's in it. I mean, yeah, like, right. That, that's really all you needed to tell us, is that Han Solo's in it. And we were all like, when do the tickets go on sale, though? Um, right. Like that, it, I'm, it, I'm it throwing really... money at my computer screen and nothing's <laughs> yeah. happening. I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, like, what do we have to do? Crash the internet? Jeez. Um, but, uh, I, it, it, I'm more interested to see how the general public reacts to it, uh, and, and whether or not they can, uh, I exceed my expectations of them, which, which is that they will just, you know, basically like it for two weeks and then, and then start talking about why they hate BB-8 now. Um, <laughs> let's hope not. Yeah, I hope not. I hope not, but... I don't know if something tells me. Something tells me. Uh, although, you know what? People still walk around saying that they like X-Men Days of Future Past. So what do I know? I, uh, I Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I think if I'm going to predict, I think the biggest complaint about the movie is going to be that it's people are going to look at it as a rehash of A New Hope. Yeah. Because there is so many parallels already, and we don't even really know what the story is. But I, I feel like a lot of people after, like you said, that two-week period are yep. gonna just going to say, I already saw this movie in 1977. Yeah, 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 exactly. Which which is hilarious because if you go back to the, I think the biggest piece of anti-prequel propaganda, the Red Letter Media Reviews, because <laughs> um, that's what they are. Like, they're not, those aren't reviews. They're propaganda. They're, they're like, biases, they, but yeah. they are entertaining. Uh, if, you, oh, if you take them with a grain of salt, like, yeah. they're, they're very amusing. But. They are they are top-notch comedy writing, but they are 
the lowest form of criticism on the planet yeah. because it's all I could have done this better and it's like nah, nah, I've seen your short films you couldn't um, <laughs> but uh, I, I yeah after the fact it's real easy to poke holes in it mm-hmm. um, but if you go back to those one of the biggest complaints in that Phantom Menace one the the one that made that made Red Letter Media famous I. Uh, is that it like it should have followed a new hope more closely it should have like why couldn't they just redo that but with new characters in this new time it's like um so i think you're right like the first thing the first complaint that people will have is that like another i mean people are already saying it another death star Mm -hmm. haven't we already seen this twice and it's like i a let them tell the story that they want to tell first and we'll see how it goes because this might not go exactly the same, but if it does go exactly the same, that's exactly what you guys asked for. That's what everybody <laughs> wanted was a new hope again. So you've got, you have your three main characters who mimic your original three main characters. Um, and, 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 and they have to, they have to blow up a death star and there's a new Boba Fett and there's a new Darth Vader and there's a new emperor. And you know, like, like, what 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 would make people happy really i i don't understand but uh, mm-hmm. but we'll we'll see i think you're right i think that'll be the the number one critique let's call it let's 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 say uh, give them the the <laughs> give them the benefit of the, the doubt, benefit of the doubt yeah, like and say that it'll be a legitimate critique that it is basically just a new hope all over again mm-hmm. um but uh i don't know i i think that it'll set itself up to be a new hope all over again and then in jj fashion he'll like in 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 like basically the third act he'll flip it all on its head and the yeah, bad it'll guys do its will own win thing. or something totally but, uh, um anyways i uh, that's all of the news and uh let's uh let's jump into hey, let's jump into the recap cool lord vader dispatch inquisitors to hunt the rebels we can't just run. Lock down the spaceport. We can't beat that blockade. The Red Blades, they took her. If only we had more allies. I know someone. My name is Rex. The commanders Gregor and Wolf. We are fighting a bigger fight. There are questions. Questions that need answering. I'm not really a Jedi. Then be a pirate Jedi. Empire put a bounty on you. You gonna try to collect? Skywalker's apprentice could lead us to other lost Jedi. I'm not afraid. That's what worries me. Okay, here we go uh, with the recap for The Future of the Force. This is our ninth episode of season two. I can't believe we're already nine episodes into this. But, uh, and, there's, and they're like, they're not planning on stopping. There's no break in the, in the, oh, in the, oh, really? Nice. In the future. I think, I think maybe like the, the, we have dates on episodes and titles for episodes up until the week of The Force Awakens. Oh, and, that's so good. Yeah. Oh, and, that's and amazing. And I think we're on a break until, until January, but, um, but yeah. Like, so uh, then there is a break. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no, but, but like, not for a little while. <laughs> Most shows yeah. that go on break way before that. But uh, here, we'll jump in right here. 
Uh, in a busy shuttle corridor, Darja, grandmother of Alora, soothes her granddaughter. They are both embarking on a journey toward a new life, until the shuttle begins to rumble and the power goes out. The civilians are in grave danger. The Inquisitors enter the shuttle, searching for cargo of great interest to them. Alora cries as the seventh sister and fifth brother approach her grandmother. Darja attempts to escape, but there is no hope and the fifth brother tosses his double-bladed lightsaber down the crowded hall to scare off the other passengers. On Garel, Ahsoka comes to Kanan unexpectedly with Jedi business. She explains that she has been monitoring transmissions from Mustafar to gain information about the mysterious Sith Lord they encountered. No new information on the Sith, but she believes the Inquisitors have a new mission. Ahsoka has the coordinates of two locations where the Inquisitors could be found. She will head to one location, and Kanan, Ezra, and Zeb will head to the second. Ezra is already briefed on the plan as he predictably eavesdropped through the door, uh, which is one of my favorite moments of the episode of, of, uh, of uh, Ahsoka saying, uh, you, should probably, you should probably bring Ezra as well, and Kanan's like, yeah, he's already briefed. Yeah. And it's the Don't button. worry about it. Yeah, um, just knowing that, that he can't keep his nose out of other people's business um but to his to his credit he 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 responds with well you did say it was jedi business (laughs) um uh yeah i i i was really looking forward to this episode uh it it echoes one of my favorite episodes of uh of the clone wars which is children of the force um uh, it, it has a lot of similarities to that one um and uh and is very clearly part of the same the same sort of plan that uh, that Palpatine had back then, um, and it, uh, did you watch the Rebels Recon? Uh, I I don't think I did. Um, I think I missed it so this week. In that, Dave Filoni actually dropped a, a huge bomb, which is that in his opinion, I I what they were trying to imply in Children of the Force that sort of like continues into this. Is that Palpatine takes these force sensitive children? Oh, that's, okay, yeah, I did watch it. Go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. and hooks Sorry. them up did, to a machine yeah. that helps him see the future, which that's is why insane. he's so powerful. And it's like, I'm sorry, what did you just say, Filoni? Because you just made that episode from from the Clone Wars ten times cooler. And why didn't you tell us that back then? Because like, yeah, yeah I, I remember, and they show the clip of of like they were hooked into like like they were in like these baby cribs, and then there was like this thing that went on their heads, mm-hmm. and like now it all makes sense. Like I think that if you even went back and listened to the episode of Frontlines from that episode in season two, you would hear Matt and I being like, I don't know what he was doing with them, but <laughs> clearly he's up to no good. Yeah. Uh, and then and then Filoni basically confirms that like yeah Palpatine was like sucking the force juice out of them to make himself more powerful like that's that's essentially what he was doing um like using them like little little uh, Jedi batteries uh in like a the matrix esque sort of like a uh, uh, post apocalyptic uh creep show um and and what that says to me is that like okay they managed to save Alora and Pipey in this episode what about all the kids in the last 14 years right <laughs> that Palpatine and his inquisitors and Vader have been scooping up 
Uh, and and the other part of it was that Filoni was like, you don't want to know what happens to them. Like, yeah, you don't, I mean, like they it, didn't show it on screen for reason, right? <laughs> like, it's, uh, it's pretty clear just because you know the Emperor is able to foresee everything by yeah. Return of the Jedi, so nobody's stopping him from from getting those kids. Exactly. So messed up, man. It's messed up. Yeah. So I. Uh, now the story that I really, really, really want, and and hopefully they'll they'll tell it at some point, is the story of Luke Skywalker going to Mustafar after the Battle of Endor and finding oh man this basically like this this I uh, I uh, this crop of of younglings that have been hooked up for Palpatines. Uh, man, I, don't, I don't know that might be a little too heavy for me but yeah no I, man, I want that story <laughs> look there here's the thing as far as we know luke is in hiding uh in the force awakens for a reason and if you've read the shattered empire comics um immediately following return of the jedi he's all gung-ho i'm a jedi i'm gonna i'm gonna mm. do a bunch of stuff um something happens in between jedi and and the force awakens to make him think that like, it's too dangerous for a Jedi to be accessible to the galaxy. Like Mm. I need to, I need to hide. Right. Um, and, and what better than him basically discovering the, the depths of, of like horror that Palpatine went to in order to secure power. Right. Mm. Like that would be, to me, that would be the best justification, and it would tie into the Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels, and it would like bring everything together, which I love it when a Star Wars story can just tie all of the elements together like that. Um, so, so I'll, I'll, I will write that story if somebody else does. <laughs> uh, it'll probably not be very good, so I, I really hope that Lucasfilm does it for me. But, uh, but, but yeah, like that, that would be, that would be so awesome. Um, what what did what did you think of this episode? I really liked it, and I mean, I I liked it going into it knowing that it was going to be the um, mm-hmm. the biggest uh, Ahsoka yeah moment at the end, which you know we obviously we'll we'll talk about later. But um, I kind of had high expectations, and yeah. even though it wasn't a whole lot of Ahsoka till the very end, yeah. I still really, really liked it. Like, start to finish, it was just a good episode. It was one of those things where um, when I kind of realized, oh, we're not we're not going to focus on Ahsoka this episode. This is going to be everybody else, and she'll show up later. I was a little bit disappointed, but then immediately, like, was distracted by how good everything was. Like, how how, how funny Zeb and Chopper are together, yeah. and, and Zeb in that situation in general, and... And uh, Kanan and Ezra together are always really fun to watch. Yeah. Um, really strong episode. And I, I, I think for me, it might be one of the best of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, it was just it was good. It, it had it had a lot of the season two elements, but still a lot of the season one elements. So it was I, I think all around probably one of the strongest episodes in the series so far yeah. for me. Yeah, I, it was really nice to get back to the story of these characters mm-hmm. because I uh, like the ongoing plot of, of the inquisitors and, and against the, you know, Kanan and Ezra sort of thing. 
um, because it feels like for the last little while we've been focusing on backstories. Yes. It's been all about like, oh, you know, here's this character from somebody's past or here's this thing Mm -hmm. that that sort of opens a door into into uh, uh, this character's backstory, Um, which is great. But um, it's been a lot of of tell and not show, uh, which which always kind of drives me a little bit nuts. Um, Yeah, it's a it's a it's I think it's kind of a Dave Filoni hallmark of like he he creates these characters with these great backstories um and then at some point realizes like oh there's no way for me to tell that story on screen i right. guess i better just tell everybody and <laughs> and so like he kind of writes himself into that corner um a lot of the time and and so i'm mean, introducing new characters to introduce those backstories is probably the the best way to do it mm-hmm. but it has definitely distracted from the forward thrust of this season, which started with a bang with, uh, with, with siege of Lothal and then, you know, Vader going like, I'm like, we're, we're going to basically send everything we have against them. And then, and then, uh, the introduction of Rex was, was awesome. So that's, that's a fine aside because you're introducing a new character into the team. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then, you know they bring in the inquisitors and then immediately ignore them for like three episodes so for me it was like uh we we need more of this we want to know about these inquisitors and we want to know what they're up to so finally getting back to that story thread and uh, and also getting back to ahsoka and her hunt for information on the sith lord mm-hmm. is, is it's it's nice to get back on track so it's um, yeah it's it's been very stop go stop go and it's funny because i actually my biggest complaint with um season one was that everybody got a lot of character development except for sabine really yeah yeah and then that sabine episode aired like the exact thing i wanted aired now but because they set up all this other stuff i was like i don't care about this give me give me what you have been you know gearing up for the past season yeah. and a half so i just feel like i can't be pleased no matter what i do <laughs> well honestly you know, like it's it's on me it's i'm the only yeah. one like building this up in my head but that sabine episode i feel like you could almost pick up out of season two and drop it into the middle of season one and no one yeah. would notice absolutely because it just like it's it's very much like the 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 rebellion has given us a, a mission we got to go pick up this thing and drop it off it's like that's what season one was all about was mm-hmm. was was uh fulcrum says there's a thing here we should go check it out and then they go check it out and then something happens right um so they could have just as easily been fulcrum says we need to go pick up this courier and deliver it to 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 bail organa and then and then they do it you know and then mm-hmm. and then move along but uh <clears throat> yeah so it kind of it did bring the 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 momentum of this season sort of to a standstill because even even Hera's episode which was very backstory driven with the B-Wing was, was sort of part of, of the, the Phoenix squadron storyline. Cause mm-hmm. Phoenix squadron has kind of, they've had a bit of a, of an arc already in the season in the sense that like they were introduced at the end of season one <clears throat> and then immediately got their butts handed to them by Vader at the beginning of season two. And so like they saved the day and then were immediately knocked back down a peg. Um, and so they kind of have to, uh, in my eyes, like they have to now regain their, 
their status because mm-hmm. they they busted in as this awesome like uh, a group of uh, uh, starfighter pilots and 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 you know like I said saved the day at the end of season one and one of like the standout moments of season one and since then have been knocked back but getting the B wing will will change that dynamic right and the, and and so hopefully the next time they they face inquisitors or or Vader or whatever they'll be a little bit more prepared but. Um, so, so at least like that sort of played into the, to the overall, like, this is what, this is good for the rebellion, but, right, right. um, but like, yeah, with Sabine's episode, it was just like, this is not really like, what, what did the courier have? Right. Like, like it, 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 it would have been really easy to tie that into the overall story. Like what if the courier had had the information about these these children right and it's like well it's encrypted and you know we'll send it to ahsoka and she'll figure it out or something mm-hmm. like that right um and then you can go away for an episode have have last week's episode and then come back with this one but um yeah it just felt like really disjointed from the rest of the story yeah a little out of place but yeah. but uh but uh let's get back into this one you, you can go ahead with next uh... sure sure so the rebels land at Takobo or a Takobo, I'm not quite sure how to pronounce it. Uh, and the coordinates Chopper provides lead to a housing unit. Zeb and Chopper head that way while Kanan and Ezra start off into the city. Ahsoka finds a damaged shuttle and investigates it. Inside is Jarja, laying on the floor asking for help. She informs Ahsoka that her grandchild was taken by, quote-unquote, the Red Blades. She has it, Darja whispers. Ahsoka assures her not to worry her granddaughter will be found. Um, so, did you did you catch the the reference uh, to uh, uh, Willow that was in this episode? Because I it didn't. Told, what it, was it? So, Alora is a reference to Elora from uh, Willow, and initially cool. in the script, her name was just Elora. Like, like it was it was mm-hmm. she was just basically the character from Willow. That's neat. Um, yeah, which I which is is, uh, is kind of funny because because for those who haven't seen the movie Willow, it basically involves uh, a a I don't know. I get what, what what are they just dwarves in that? Like, is that what they're supposed to be? I don't know I if they guess. Give them, I don't like, know. A, a proper name, <laughs> but um, Warwick Davis, uh, 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 Wicket from Return of the Jedi, uh, outside of his Ewok costume. Uh, is a is a wizard who or a wizard in training who uh, ends up with this this baby that the bad guys want like this this evil sorceress wants this baby so that she can I think transfer her essence into it and live forever or something mm-hmm. um, which is uh, also reminiscent of a story a Star Wars story that would be told later um, <laughs> I, I, for those who haven't read the Dark Empire series. And, uh, and and Vigo the Carpathian and Vigo the Carpathian, yeah, jeez, man, uh, come up with some new ideas, guys. I I but uh, basically that character in Willow is a baby wrapped in a blue in a blue swaddling cloth, like the whole for for the majority of the movie, um, and so uh, it's it's definitely it's definitely a a, a very clear reference once. Uh, uh, Dave Filoni reminds you that you all saw the movie Willow one time a long time ago because uh, <laughs> like Willow references are really hard to they're really hard to nail because because uh, most people are like oh yeah 
think I've seen that movie. Um, but uh, but yeah, there it is. There's a, there's another reference later on that uh, that uh, that all uh, to to something else that all that all I I uh, elucidate everybody with uh, that that is actually really funny that somebody on Facebook pointed out to me. But uh, here I'll, I'll I'll continue here. Uh, Chopper and Zeb reach their destination and find two TIE fighters accompanied by a probe droid. Zeb shoots it down and they approach the ships, realizing the baby Alora lies inside. Kanan and Ezra discover a fearful Athorian named Ura, sadly asking about her child, Pipey. He was also hunted by two red blades, but Ura sent Pipey away with a droid before he could be captured. Kanan instructs Ura to head to Docking Bay 12. Kenan, I, I think we're too late. Over here. She's alive. What's your name? Marchugura. Save your strength, Ura. Marchugura, Pipey. Pipey? Her child. She thinks they came for her child. Two red blades. They didn't get it. She managed to send her child away with a droid. I promise you, Ura, we'll find your pipe. Ura, as soon as you're able to, get to Docking Bay 12. Kanan, what do they want with her child? So this is this is the second reference. This character Pipey, this 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 baby Athorian, is actually a reference to uh, uh, like it's an inside joke with the crew of Star Wars Rebels. Uh, a while ago, uh, I I'm, I want to say about a year ago, Dave Filoni I uh, posted a picture of <laughs> it's it's like it's a pipe in in the the Rebels star wars rebels writer's room or something like that mm-hmm. and it it's basically like this pipe is brown and it looks at, like it curves and it's got sort of like these two pieces that jut out with screws in it and it looks like an authorian <laughs> and so somebody took somebody took a an author like a, a a picture of the uh hammerhead action figure like the old kenner hammerhead figure and like basically stuck it to the bottom of this pipe so mm. that it looks like the head coming off of this authorian and then they named it pipey <laughs> and funny, i posted on this facebook post from like a year ago that dave filoni posted how long until we see pipey in an episode of star wars rebels <laughs> nice and then somebody posted a comment on my post like they posted this like the other day I guess you got your answer or something like that. And it was like, <laughs> so, funny. so technically I predicted this character showing there you up go. like That's a it. year ago when that, when that first appeared. So, uh, you're and welcome. You're welcome. not only did you predict it, you yeah. might've even influenced it. If he saw it, he's like, Oh, that, that, you know exactly. what? That's a that's a great idea. I think we're gonna stick them in there. Yeah, yeah. We'll see yeah. Uh, yeah exactly. So, <laughs> so you're welcome, everybody. <laughs> I, I, well done. Yeah. So and and it totally like went over my head until this person pointed it out. Like I totally forgotten. Um, I just thought that his name was Pipey because 
because Athorians have that, like they have the the as we saw in the Gendi Tartakovsky Clone Wars series, which isn't technically canon, but uh, oh, you're breaking my heart, man! Come on. Uh, well, it's Come not on. technically. It's not technically, but oh. but it's a great moment where the one the Athorian Jedi uses like his 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 basically uh, vocal uh, sonic wave or whatever against uh, against some battle droids in General Grievous. Um, so I thought that it was kind of like a reference to that. It's like he's a, he's a crying baby. That's, you know, I thought the same thing too, actually. Yeah, and like the whole the thing part. is like they need this baby to be quiet and it won't pipe down, right? Like that mm-hmm. was sort of mm-hmm. that that that's what I thought was going on there. But uh, but it maybe maybe it was both. Like that might have been the perfect opportunity to 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 bring this in. Um, how annoyed were you that Ura spoke basic? Yeah. It really bugs me. Like, kind of don't like that. I not as bad as when um, anytime I see a Rodian speaking it, mm-hmm. and I feel like didn't wasn't Greedo in an episode of Clone Wars and he was yeah. speaking basic. Yeah, that that did happen, right? Yeah, I feel like it annoyed me so much that I just cast it from my memory and it just came back when you asked me that. Yeah, yeah. It, it's Not the sort of thing that that I every like Star Wars is mythology, right? So every time we get one of these stories, I I I try and take it as as mythology. So um you you cater to your audience and this is for kids primarily. It's on Disney XD. So with that in mind, I for me what really happened is that that Athorian spoke Athorian because that's the only thing that Athorians can speak because of their physiology. Okay. So it's right? like a Doctor Who thing where Yeah, exactly. We, so we we hear it in English. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like they just like they're not gonna they're not gonna translate it and put it in, in text on the bottom of the screen. Cause mm-hmm. then the four year old watching doesn't know what right. that person just said and has to right. turn to their sure. parent and say, What just happened? Right. Yeah. Um, now, in my personal opinion, having watched television with, uh, you know, seven-year-olds and under in my life, it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter how clear you make the story. They always turn to you and go, what's happening? I don't yeah. know. Who's that guy? Well, that's the guy that we saw at the beginning of the movie who his name is blah, blah, blah. What's he doing? Is he a good guy or a bad guy? It doesn't matter. They're still going to ask you. So you may as well just put the subtitles in there and force them to read. But uh, I don't know. I guess Disney XD has other plans for that. <laughs> at least at least Jabba continues to speak Huttese, right? Like oh, that, that would have been the worst because uh, uh, having, having uh, uh, Hutt speaking basic was odd. To say the least, it, it just, <laughs> especially like on Nalhutta, it's like, come on, guys, uh, they they are not gonna speak basic on their home world. They're huts. They're they're gonna be like, you're gonna speak Huttese or you're gonna leave. Um, anyways. Not to mention zero in general was just odd. Yeah, 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 very odd. <laughs> but uh, I'll continue here. Uh, or no, this is you. You go ahead. Okay. All right. Uh, Kanan informs Zeb and Chopper to be on the lookout for Pipey. The grumpy droid keeps Alora busy and softens up with the baby's coos. Zeb scours the city streets in search of the baby-toting droid and quickly spots him. He explains that he has been sent by Ura, and the droid hands over the squealing little Ithorian. Um, I was very surprised to see how good Chopper was with a baby. Yeah, uh, he's pretty he ends awesome. Up, like, he's, like, playing peekaboo with it and stuff. Yeah. And was like, yeah, I thought it was pretty cute. 
Um, seconds after dismissing the droid, a loud blast ensues. The droid's head has been slashed by the blade of a lightsaber. Pipey lets out a shriek as the Inquisitors emerge. Zeb calls Kanan and escapes into a tower, but the Athorian can't control its babbles. Uh, the hunters hear the cries and enter the tower, leaving a probe droid outside to monitor. When Ezra and Kanan arrive at the tower, they notice the probe droid and sneak in when its back is turned. Ezra attempts to pick up the baby, causing it to shriek louder. Uh, you have the talent to connect. Use it, Kanan yells. Uh, maybe he shouldn't have yelled that, but anyway. Uh, suddenly, Kanan senses something. The Inquisitors have located them. A blade shoots up through the floor, nearly slicing Zeb. Kanan and Ezra use their lightsabers to cut an escape route in the ceiling and hop up a level. Zeb tosses an explosive down below, but it is tossed back up. <laughs> Kanan instructs Ezra to keep moving and keep his comlink on. The plan is to drop a comlink on the ground and take off to a different location. Pipey's cries will be heard through the comlink, tricking the Inquisitors. I... So I, when watching this with uh, with Crystal, I turned to her and I was like, "This is why the Empire can call these guys terrorists, because they are in a residential building, cutting holes in the floor, yeah, and tossing around grenades. And it's like, you guys, you're not doing anything good for the rebellion by by behaving in this manner. Like you, like you are, like not only can the Empire call them terrorists, they kind of are. Yeah." It's like, no, but our ideology is different. Well, this planet seems to be totally peaceful at the moment, and you're just going into people's homes blowing stuff up. So, mm -hmm. like, they mm -hmm. don't know that the that these Inquisitors are trying to kill a baby, but and you don't have time to explain it to them. You guys just look like bad guys. Right. But uh, I, I thought that that was interesting, and, and maybe stuff like that will eventually come back to bite them. Um, but it's that's one of those things where I look at it and I go, this is how you justify... Uh, right. people joining the empire mm -hmm. and and characters like like later on uh like captain phasma let's say uh existing and joining the first order right because uh maybe she was on a planet that was attacked by like that 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 was under imperial control and was attacked by the rebels and people died because it's war so you know i from her point of view it's the rebellion that are the bad guys. So I, uh, you know, you, you kind of every once in a while I have to remind myself, you know, and, and, and I think that it, Dave Filoni is the one who really put this in our heads uh, with the clone wars by, by focusing on that line in the crawl from episode three, there are heroes on both sides. And when you look at, you have to look at the separatists and the, and the, the Republic that way, <laughs> it forces you then to look at the rebellion as like, did they, did they, were they always in the right? Probably not. They probably made a few mistakes along the way that contributed mm -hmm. to, to what happens in, in later stories. Right. So I just, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I, it's funny cause uh, that completely went over my head watching the episode. I mean, I don't know how deliberate it was. Yeah. Oh, I don't think it was deliberate at all. I just um, think that like that, it's a, that, it's a great point though. That, yeah. Like every once in a while you have to look at what, especially the ghost crew because they tend to be running around in residential areas causing mm. problems um and like on lothal they were they were working to liberate lothal they didn't i mean lothal is still under imperial control but um they 
all they did on Lothal was make it worse for the people who live there. Right. Right. Like everything got harsher and stricter and they brought Vader to the planet. <laughs> like that, that can only be a bad thing. Like yep. Tarkin shows up and when Tarkin shows up, people start dying. So yeah, it's uh you just kind of have to, every once in a while you have to remind yourself that, that it's star Wars, not star adventures. Um, and that there are consequences to their actions. So, so yeah, I, I, uh, Takabo probably now has a, a pretty sizable imperial garrison on it um, as a result of, of, of this episode. So they may have saved one youngling, but uh, at what cost, I guess? I don't know. I guess that's mm. what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, good yeah, point. Go, go ahead, continue. Okay. Uh, Ezra won't let Kanan face the Jedi hunters without him, but the Jedi insist Ezra take Pipey to safety to honor their promise to Ura. Kanan deduces that Pipey is Force-sensitive, allowing the baby to sense Ezra's fear. Ezra and Pipey snake through the overhead du air ducts, but not without being caught. Nice plan, but if you hadn't noticed, we'd run out of flaws. They hunt Jedi, right? Instead of Pipey, let them hunt me. Don't you mean us? You have to get the little one out of here. And I think I know how. Use the cooling ducts. I won't let you face them without me. Hey, you made a promise to return this child to his mother, and the best chance we've got to keep it is for you to calm him down. I can't. He's terrified. Because he senses your fear. How can he sense my fear? Because he's strong with the Force. Oh, I should have seen it. The Inquisitors are after these kids because they're like you, Ezra. They're afraid the children could grow up to become Jedi. All very illuminating, but his time is at a bit of a premium. Don't have too much fun without us. May the Force be with you. Uh, so, yeah, the, it, it's interesting. Kanan's got a little bit of a self-sacrifice thing going. I think this is like... I don't know, like the third time that he's done it in the series, and I think mm -hmm. that there's probably more coming up next week. Um, I it, it's it's interesting. Like he, if you've read the the comics, I think that he carries a lot of guilt mm -hmm. um, I, for abandoning the 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 Jedi Order. Actually, maybe not necessarily the comics as much as as a New Dawn. Um, kind of deals with that and his mentality and how he feels like he turned his back on the Jedi. Um, and that's why he doesn't deserve to be called a Jedi. Mm -hmm. um, I, like he says at the beginning of this episode, when, when, uh, when Ahsoka says it's Jedi business, he, his immediate response is, I hardly qualify. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, uh, you qualify more than I do because <laughs> she chose to leave the Jedi Order. So she's like... Like, technically, Ahsoka has a, 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 a more in common with Dooku <laughs> than, yeah, wow. than she does with a lot of Jedi because Dooku left the Order because he thought that it was corrupt. Mm -hmm. and, and Ahsoka leaves the Order because she has kind of similar feelings of, like, I'm, I don't want to be a part of the Jedi Order anymore. They turned their back on me, and they basically were, were prepared to hand me over to to Tarkin and the Republic for execution while, you know, like they knew that it wasn't the truth. Like, like what kind of a, what kind of a Jedi order is that? Not one that I want to be a part of. So she walked mm -hmm. away. Right. Like, um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of complex emotions 
in terms of like how how these characters feel towards the Jedi Order um, and how how the galaxy in general feels towards it. So uh, it's always interesting when they throw that word around uh, because like really, Kanan's still a Padawan. Um, he's he's never formally taken any of the trials and and he hasn't you know technically made it to knighthood and yet he has he has a, a padawan so he that like you that automatically uh, it doesn't automatically give you master status i guess because because anakin was still a knight even though he had a padawan it's the jedi are very confusing i, I have to crack open my uh path of the jedi and 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 look at the details of that the uh, the impression that I got from the comics, because I'm pretty sure I'm up to date on Kanan, mm-hmm. um, the mission, maybe I'm wrong, yeah. but the impression that I have is that from where we left off, because it's kind of going back and forth between yeah. flashbacks and, and present day, or at least like season one-ish, mm-hmm. um, I think almost right after uh, Kanan got, you know, uh, chosen to be Depa Balapas, is that how yeah. to yeah. say her name? Uh, as soon as he became her Padawan, they went to the planet with the clones that, yeah. you know, were there for Order like they, it was like just before Order 66. Um so okay, so I don't think it's just before Order 66. It's okay. this story like cuz the where they're at right now in the comics, I, they're just they just arrived on that planet. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. it's it's almost like his first mission, isn't it? But I her? think I think like if you go back and you read the first the first uh, uh, arc, um, I think they've been there for a while. Like, I okay. think they've been engaged with the Separatists for a while. But you could be right, because it could be that the that Republic forces have been engaged with, with them mm-hmm. for a while, and that Dapa Balaba and Kanan just showed up, and then everything goes down. But right. but he has to... He, there's There's got to be at least a mission or two in there, because he has to build rapport with those guys before they... Yeah, that's on. true, because they did have that kind of... Yeah little bit of camaraderie yeah in, yeah because the they were like issue, joking first. around and that yes. sort of thing you're in, right you're in right. that first issue so right before you know they m- murdered Depo balaba and then tried to kill kanan um yeah uh, you know what i really want and this this is just a total tangent but because we're talking about the comic i really want that the the one trooper that's hunting him throughout the the first volume of kanan the last padawan i want him to still be alive Oh, and show up in Rebels. And I want him to show up. Oh, and that's I, so good. And, like, because, especially because Kanan and Rex have just resolved all of their issues, mm-hmm. I want I want him to show up and set all of that back and, like, cause all mm-hmm. new problems and, like, cause problems for Rex and cause problems for Kanan and just, like, make that story as difficult and murky and cloudy as possible for that character because... I just think that that would be awesome. I think that'd, that'd be great storytelling. But that'd be interesting. I mean, maybe he's working as like a consultant for the Empire because yeah. all the other clones are retired or whatever. But like, he's just like the dude that couldn't let it go. So there's a there's a Journey to the Force Awakens uh, uh, novel, the um, I, the Han Solo Chewbacca story, and okay. in that story, there's a clone trooper still working for the empire and he like he's still a stormtrooper mm-hmm. so i <clears throat> uh, i think it depends on like when you were 
when you were cooked, <laughs> like what batch okay. you were, mm-hmm. um, that determines like whether like like because they were making clones right up until the end of the like I, uh, I mean depending on on what you consider canon towards the, the end of the Clone Wars because Camino was attacked and all of the mm-hmm. I think all of the 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 clone material all of Django's material was destroyed and that's why there's no clones in in like the later on stories but um <clears throat> that that might not be the case anymore because that might be wiped out because they're picking and choosing at this point which pieces of the canon they want to keep but right um making it more confusing than ever rather than actually cl- doing a clean wipe which <laughs> which is cuz here's the thing like Dapo Balaba and her connection to Kanan and those comics directly reference Shatterpoint which we've talked right. about on the podcast before sorry um so that means that some parts of the Clone Wars mythology, and I'm not talking about the TV show, but the the novels and the comics, some part of that mythology still exists because Deva Balaba, like this, it it directly references her mental state from Shatterpoint. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's I, I I it's it's murkier than ever, especially because Luke Skywalker is in about four places at once, directly following the destruction of the Death Star. Um, if you read all of the the expanded universe content that contains him um, that's been released so far. So I'm still calling it expanded universe, even though other people are it's, like, no, it's, it's can- hard not it's, to, but. it's, it's Canon now. It's all Canon. They said it's all Canon. Well, it's not because some of it doesn't make any sense. It just, you cannot reconcile uh, that one story clearly takes place later in, in the continuity after a new hope, but Luke's ability with the force is less than in this other book. So it's all, it's, mm. it's just as murky as it's ever been. Well, to be opinion. fair, Clone Wars did the same thing where like Anakin and Dooku fought like once a week. And yes, this is true. This is, uh, true. um, where are we? Where are we? We just finished the, the second clip, right? So, uh, yes. the fifth brother hurls his saber through the ceiling, nearly hitting Ezra and the child. Just as things get desperate, Kanan arrives to take on the Inquisitors himself. Kanan engages the seventh sister while Zeb goes for the fifth brother. The Lasat is quickly thrown across the tower by the brute force of the Inquisitor. Ezra and Pipey escape to the street, but the Padawan makes a crucial mistake. In his attempt to calm the baby, he gives away the Ghost Crew's base location on Garel. The pesky probe droid is listening. So that's going to obviously have consequences, and I think the consequences will come up next week. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, that's going to be a real problem for for the Rebels because um, they're kind of based out of Gorel right now. Um, the other thing that I found really interesting about this episode is that Ahsoka's like, take Zeb with you. He'll be helpful. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, <laughs> um, so this is like a covert mission, right? And uh, the Lasats have all been wiped out, right? And Zeb's <laughs> the last one. <laughs> so don't you think maybe he's the most conspicuous person in the whole galaxy? Especially since the Empire knows that the last Lasat is working for the Rebels. And, and and hangs out with a Jedi and his Padawan, right? Yeah. Like, like, oh, who... who who are those two humans with that Lasat? You know, the last Lasat in the galaxy. Oh yeah, those are the Jedi. Those are the those are those evil Jedi that we're that we're all trying to exterminate. That's them. 
I, I, oh, oh, so we should probably inform the Empire, right? Um, yeah, he seems like the most conspicuous person to send on any mission ever, but uh, that's okay. The so impression I get is, is um, for the most part, at least the, the reason I'm allowed to, like, allowing myself to suspend mm-hmm. belief with that, um, most of the locales in the galaxy... Yeah. Don't really, it's kind of like almost like being here in New York City where like nobody cares. Yeah, 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 yeah. We see something, all right, whatever, yeah. who cares? Well, and and how many people across the galaxy even know what a Lasat is, right? So, yeah, there's also uh, that. Yeah. And know but, that they're all wiped out, yeah. Yeah, but to me, it's like it's like if there's an, if there's an Empire's Most Wanted list and Zeb is somewhere on that, any Imperial officer is going to immediately look at Zeb and go, wait a second purple giant purple monkey man i know you and they'll attack him right like right he's uh at least with chewbacca like you know you can't tell one wookiee apart from another that's racist <laughs> it is <laughs> it is but it's also true mm. I, I, <laughs> they're all they're all furry you know like they use that in shadows of the empire chewbacca just gets a haircut and yeah, everybody's like yeah it's a, he's, he's a different bounty hunter um but yeah, I, I don't know. I just think that th- that has to come up at some point where like they they're like you know like just be casual like and they they're trying to go through like an imperial checkpoint. They're all in disguises, but then you've got Zeb with you, and one guy goes, "Wait a second, aren't you a Lasat?" <laughs> and then they're just like, "Hey, it's the rebels, get them." Um, it has to come up at some point. Uh, again, again, Lucasfilm, like. Hire me. I, I don't. I don't know why I don't work for you. All yeah, right, they need the. Uh, they need you in the storytelling group. Room. Exactly. Exactly. I should just be. I like just me and Pablo walking the halls of Lucasfilm, answering people's questions for you. <laughs> you're gonna be on the next. Uh, yeah. You'll, you'll be season three Rebels Recon. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, you can go ahead. Continue. Okay. Zeb and Kanan continue their battle, but take a new strategy. Run. Zeb carries the Jedi as he blasts out a window, and the two leap to the street below. They conveniently land in a passing speeder, and the close-following Jedi hunters do the same. Engaged in a high-speed chase, the two speeders race through the toke... To- to- I keep wanting to say, pronounce it like Chocobo, like I mentioned <laughs> to you before. Tocobo streets. The fifth brother eventually slings his saber towards the rebel's vehicle, causing it to crash to the ground. Ezra arrives back to the Phantom, to find that the door is locked. Kanan and Zeb follow close behind him, but are not fast enough. The Inquisitors confront them, again sending Zeb flying through the air, leaving Kanan to the... I'm sorry, I'm going to read that again. The Inquisitors confront them, again sending Zeb flying through the air, leaving Kanan to battle. This time, even Kanan is no match for the Hunters. Uh, Did you find it oddly conspicuous that the dude whose speeder they landed in was like... Yeah, I'll I'll engage in this. I'm yeah. fine. Like you, like there especially was... when they were like, "Go faster." He's like, "Yeah, sure. I'll yeah. I'll go as fast as the speeder can possibly go and yeah, endanger yeah. my life." Yeah, uh, it... he uh, that uh, much like uh, much like they've had to do with with so many of the characters in like the cantina and. Uh, and and Jabba's palace and all that like they'll they'll write a really really lengthy backstory for this one hammerhead like maybe he's the hammerhead from from the cantina who has like this intricate backstory that he's actually like a rebel spy <laughs> and all that and it's like that's why like that's that's why he's just like oh 
oh hey it's that lasat <laughs> and, and then they, he's just like i'll just help you guys or um, he's just like a former pod racer that misses the speed of racing and it's like yeah, yeah let's go yeah yeah even though he was really nervous about it um <laughs> Although I think yeah, it, it was it was it was very convenient. It's pretty convincing to drive as fast as you can, uh, uh, when you see two guy two uh, dudes in all black carrying double bladed red lightsabers right. in the car behind you that's chasing you. It's like, oh yeah, no, I will go as fast and, as I can. And the people that fell in your car are extremely alarmed by them. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably a good idea to get away from them, um, <laughs> uh, regardless of who you may or may not be helping. Um, yeah, I just thought that was really funny. I was like, this guy's like really, really keen to to help out some strangers. Yeah, I, I had the same thought during the uh, the episode. I was like, yeah. it's kind of funny that he's got he has to be going to max speed because they're clearly going to go the max speed since they yeah. stole the speeder behind him. So yeah, um, but uh, yeah, maybe Athorians are just really, really cool about that sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like whatever, my speeder is your speeder. It's all good. Let's go. Let's go talk to some plants. Um, right. Just, you know, before Koran Horn destroys our entire planet, basically just kills all life on it. Uh, that's a, that's a, a, a new Jedi order reference for people mm. that, that might not have read all those books. Sorry, spoilers, uh, spoilers <laughs> for the continuity that doesn't count. Anymore. I was just going to say spoilers for that thing that isn't a part of the yeah. story anymore. Um, uh, Ezra enters the ring with his lightsaber and pipey in arm. I don't have time to waste on you, child, the seventh sister snaps. Ezra is force-pushed against the door just before it opens with a hazy glow and the outline of a stoic Togruta. Ahsoka Tano has arrived. Igniting her two white blades and assuming a fighting stance, Ahsoka orders Ezra to get the youngling to the ship. She then flies through the air and begins the battle. After ongoing combat, Ahsoka eventually powers down her lightsabers and calmly meditates. The sister approaches, and, and the Jedi grabs her weapon, deactivates the blades, and tosses the lightsaber and the Inquisitor aside. Uh, you are beaten, Ahsoka declares, but the seventh sister cackles. It looks like you are the one that is beaten, she answers while summoning her saber. Imperial troops begin to infiltrate the street. Your capture will please Lord Vader. So this is the moment that I think we were all waiting for yep. uh, since since Ahsoka showed up at the end of season one, right? She walks down that, that ladder, steps off of the ladder, and you're just like, oh, man, Ahsoka's back. And uh, and we've all been waiting for her to bust out the lightsaber since. So um, this is this we've known about her white blades for for a long time. But uh, this is the first time that we've actually seen them in action because previously we'd just seen them on a poster and with the action figure. Um, but but seeing them in action was one part of it. Hearing them in action was another part. They have a totally different hum yeah. than a regular lightsaber. <clears throat> and and based on the fact that like they have the different hum, they're they're shaped differently from most lightsabers. And I uh, and and the white blades, I. Uh, there's a backstory to these, I think, and uh, it it reminds me a lot of the dark saber that Pre Vizsla had, um, and it might be the case that these are actually ancient Jedi lightsabers that she picked up somewhere along the hmm. way. Possibly. Um, and uh, and I'd be interested to see if there's a if there's a backstory behind that. So. I mean, I can't believe we haven't already gotten an Ahsoka comic series, if not like yeah. even like a mini series. Cause we yeah. have a C3PO issue coming out. <laughs> yes. In two weeks. Like, well, 
it, it's, it's strange. Yeah, it's funny that you say that because Dave Filoni actually posted on his Facebook, I think yesterday, uh, he posted a new cover image. So if you go to his Facebook page right now, you'll see that there's a cover image of Ahsoka and Rex riding on the backs of giant wolves. Whoa, all right, we're going to go. Um, so clearly there's a story that was already written, and like Ahsoka refers to the last time that she saw Rex when she meets back up with him uh, earlier in the season and says the last time she saw him was the Battle of Mandalore. Sorry, the Siege mm. of Mandalore, right? And I... I I think that that image is referring to like it's concept art from that, from that arc that they were going to tell in the clone wars, um, that may or may not have been completely written. Uh, I don't know if it was recorded, but I, uh, th- this leads me to believe that they're getting ready to tell that story. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's, that that is him definitely teasing, uh, news about that. So, so I wouldn't be surprised if there's either a comic series or a novel coming that's going to tell that. Um, I would prefer a novel because then they can go into a little bit more depth with it. Because um, mm. I, I, Dark Disciple was incredible. Like if you haven't read Dark Disciple and you're you're a Clone Wars fan, you need to get on that uh, ASAP because it's 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 a great Asajj Ventress story. Um, uh, Quinlan Boss is also in it, um, and along with a bunch of other characters, uh, Boba Fett shows up actually. Um, it, it's a great story, and it was we've actually seen the uh, parts of it in that in the the animatics that they showed at Star Wars Celebration. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, I don't think that no, they didn't release that full the full episodes for that, but they just sort of showed it, and then we're like, this is into Dark Disciple, so they kind of did it <clears throat> to to promote that book but um but it it does a great job of going in depth into what the story would have been and basically retelling it in novel format uh whereas the the sort of addendum to the darth maul story um that they did in comic book form was not very good at all uh they basically just you know had some some death watch break him out of a uh a prison uh that the that the emperor was keeping him in and then he's just out in the galaxy um so it didn't really give any closure and it didn't go into any detail of of what was going on and what palpatine was planning to do with him or anything of that sort it just kind of continues that story so yeah it, i i think they would have made great episodes but it was mm-hmm. not at all the the closure that yeah it, it, as it is right now, I mean, I'm sure at some point they have to tell us what actually happens to him. To Darth but, Maul, yeah. Yeah, but like it, it right now, and because it doesn't look like we're gonna yeah. get any answers anytime soon, it's like, why did you bother? Why did you? Yeah. Bo- I mean, I understand that you you were probably going to go somewhere with him, but yeah. as of right now, just l- leaving that so open ended, it's yeah. It's very just like, well, this yeah. was kind of pointless. But. I, I hold out hope that they'll take the the um, the Star Wars Visions. Was it Visions? No. Visionaries. Visionaries, yeah. A story that they did yeah. uh, where, uh, where uh, uh, Maul shows up on Tatooine, and you think that he's hunting Luke, 
because he's going yeah. towards the the Lars homestead, but it turns out that he's actually just been tracking Obi Wan, mm-hmm. and he's there to get revenge on Obi Wan. Um, and that would even with everything that happened in the Clone Wars, that would still yeah that would still ring true that he would still be uh, out for vengeance against Obi Wan Kenobi. So um, as far as I'm concerned, right now that's where Darth Maul's story ends is is with mm-hmm. with him attacking and like and that's why why Owen is so against Obi-Wan having any involvement in Luke's life. And like, it, mm-hmm. it, it informs that story so well for me that yeah, it's, it'll, like, it'll it's fine. Yeah. It works um, I, it's uh, it's just one of the, cause Luke wouldn't remember it cause he was a baby and like it, 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 it fits into the continuity perfectly, even though it's considered a story that is so far out of continuity. It's not even funny. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause those visionary stories, a lot of them were just like, random it was just like here here's just an idea it's not even an actual fully fleshed out story here's just a concept that we're just going to show you um so yeah like uh, but that story just works so perfectly especially i think after after maul kills satine and all of that stuff it's just like that's a perfect sort of finale to that to those two characters so I hold out hope that that eventually Dave Filoni will bring that into the official canon, um, and and he could do it on Star Wars Rebels. It could end up being something else, but uh, uh, it would be it would be nice to see that on screen and, and officially recognized. But mm-hmm. um, we'll have to. I think we'll have to wait and see with something like that. But how do how do we get under that tangent, man? We all over the place. I don't know. I. I. You here? Let's you go ahead and finish up the, the the episode. I think we were just we were talking about Ahsoka and we were talking about oh we get we were talking about stories, uh, right, unfinished right, right. Clone Wars stories. Um, well, real real quick before <laughs> yeah. that last thing, uh, regarding Ahsoka fighting the uh, what is it fifth brother and seventh sister, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I always get the numbers mixed up. Um, it was shorter than I was expecting but at the same time it was not the fight I was expecting at all yeah um you know one on we've seen how strong they are we've seen how how Kanan does when he's up against one inquisitor no less two of them I expected it not to be um you know I expected her to come out on top I didn't expect it to be so easy for her yeah and that's that's not a complaint either because in Clone Wars I used to have that complaint where like Oh, she's this Padawan. She's she's only been Anakin's Padawan for such a short time, but she's always the one saving the day while Obi Wan and Anakin can't be. You know, yeah. they're always getting into trouble, and she's got to bail them out. And that always rubbed me the wrong way. But in this instance, I think it works, and I think it's because she's had so much time out in the real world, being a Jedi, where or whatever it is she is now, because yeah. I think she's she's neither here nor there. But she has so much combat experience and and experience using the force we'll say um that it works plus she was the padawan of anakin skywalker so she picked up a lot and and you know that makes a lot more sense for me um and i'm okay with that and the one moment where she just shuts off her lightsabers and kneels down a thousand thoughts went into my head and the main one was please don't be pulling an obi-wan yeah yeah committing suicide right now yeah um 
because the, the I was because I had that thought and then it immediately went to but wait Vader's not gonna do it they're not gonna they're not gonna go anywhere with that and I, I had this like mini panic attack until she yeah. like caught the lightsaber yeah, yeah. Uh, you know by the by the 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 hilt yeah uh, and then I freaked and out and deactivates it and chucks yeah. it away oh um, and and at that moment it was like wow she's just really outclassing these two and that's yeah. really cool to see and now that makes what they're clearly setting up to be a later fight between her and, and Vader. Yeah. That makes that a lot more exciting because it's not just going to be like the beginning of season two where Vader's just wrecking everyone yeah. he goes up against. Now Ahsoka is going to give him a challenge, which is amazing. So I'm really my, excited. My that. hope is that the battle between Ahsoka and Vader is basically a 22 minute episode. Oh, <laughs> that, I don't like know one episode it, but... ends with the two of them like at like at opposite ends of a room, and then the next episode just opens with the two of them fighting, and mm-hmm. then they just basically fight for like 20 of the 22 minutes, and then and then it ends, and and we like wrap up the episode and move on Here, here's um, a question for you do you think yeah. we're gonna get that this season or yeah. do you think that's gonna be a while uh feloni has 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 uh, uh implied that that it's this season that that mm. it's that it comes to a head this season so mm. um yeah i think i think it will I, I i i think we'll see it probably in the season finale um i think that uh something that big that they'll probably do like a another movie event sort of thing that they'll mm. that they'll bookend the season with it nice um and give us like a full hour episode so that so that that fight can be a good 15 minutes instead of being a, a, a three minute battle um because it deserves to be and it's like it's it's for me it is as big of a deal as vader and obi-wan facing each other on the death star Right. Mm-hmm. Like there is so much history with these two characters um, and and Ahsoka has become so much of this other thing um, that we don't have a term for yet. But the closest thing that it is, is, like she's a Ronin, right? She's a she's a samurai with no with no lord. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's just kind of been wandering the 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 fields of Japan, fighting people and getting better mm-hmm. and better and better. Um, and Kanan's kind of the same thing, but he's kind of like, he turns his back on it. Whereas I think Ahsoka has, has, uh, actually like many of the Jedi post the Jedi purge, she's become more Jedi than, than even like Yoda and Obi-Wan were because they were Jedi within the, the structure of the Republic. Right. The safety net. Yeah, and they became this other thing, and mm-hmm. they stopped really being the the isolated monk, uh, uh, sort of Jedi that that they're meant to be, right? Like they 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 put aside the the path of enlightenment and instead became police, which which has always been like to me like that's why they that's that's the downfall. That's why that's why the Jedi are so easily defeated by Palpatine is because they, they compromise their morals and their ethics to be this other thing. And then furthermore, when the clone wars begin, they become generals and they become, they do exactly what, what Mace Windu says that they won't do, which is the, they're keepers of the peace, not soldiers. And mm-hmm. they become soldiers. And that's exactly why they fall. Right. And I think like Ahsoka, 
Ahsoka sees that. Like, she goes, like, you are... You're the Jedi, and yet you're answering to a clearly corrupt Republic. Um, and and especially, like, this, this military order that is the antithesis of what we want to be. And she leaves that and then goes out into the galaxy. And I think, like, the that moment where she does she turns off her lightsaber she deactivates the blades and she she kneels down and she just waits for the the seventh sister to come to her and then strikes at the right moment and that's that is like that's an old samurai movie moment right of like they have the like the initial uh chaos of the battle and then the more wise and powerful samurai of the two steps back puts the light uh, puts the the sword back in the sheath and then just waits and it's mm-hmm. just like when my moment comes i'll know when to strike right not before and not after like only in that exact moment and uh, and she does and she she takes like manages to disarm uh the the seventh sister and 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 shows us that she's not just she hasn't just grown in in strength and power but also in wisdom and intelligence right like she's she's become She's become the kind of Jedi that Obi-Wan becomes in seclusion on, on Tatooine and that Yoda becomes in seclusion on, on Dagobah. So, like, she, to me, in that moment, she, like, transcends what what we th- commonly think of as the Jedi, which are these warriors. Like, it's it Luke's idea of a Jedi, right? Warriors mm-hmm. running around the galaxy with lightsabers saving the day. And she becomes what they're truly meant to be. Which, which again, I think is hinting at stuff in The Force Awakens mm-hmm. and Luke Skywalker and what he realizes at the end of Return of the Jedi, which is that he, adventure and excitement aren't aren't the path of the Jedi, right? That's uh, it's a it's a different thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it's I think it's perfect. I think it's a it's a great moment. Yeah, uh, agreed. Cool. Let's uh, let's wrap this up. All right. Ahead. But her master, uh, meaning Vader. We'll have to wait. Ahsoka leaps onto the departing Phantom to reunite with the crew, along with Ura, Pipey, and Alora, while Chopper twirls the younglings. In the street below, the Inquisitors check in with their probe droid carrying Ezra's earlier statement. They have discovered the Rebels' hiding place. Ezra Dunn goofed. 
He mm-hmm. done goof real bad, uh, and uh, I, I, he like that's like that's like a Jar Jar level goof, of like, I know what I'll do. I'll I'll move that we give the Chancellor emergency powers to <laughs> fight the bad guys. That seems like a really smart thing to do. I'm I'm a hero now. It's like oh you've you've doomed us all, Jar Jar. You've doomed right. us all. Thanks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, th- this is, uh, this is almost on that level where, like, it, Ezra has basically told the Inquisitors where, and the Empire, where, uh, Phoenix Squadron and, uh, and the Ghost crew are hanging out. And um, they don't know yeah. that the Inquisitors yeah, know. Yeah, and they have no idea, right? Like, it's, yeah, this is, this is gonna come back to bite them in, uh, in, in next week's episode, I think. Mm. Um, yeah. I, uh, uh, speaking of which, uh, we, I, we don't really have any, any, uh, 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 emails or Facebook stuff to talk about. So here is, here's the, uh, description for next week's episode legacy. Uh, as the empire attacks the rebel fleet on Garel, Kanan and Ezra return to Lothal to find a former prisoner with knowledge about Ezra's parents. My parents. That could mean something good or something bad. This is it. You have to open your mind to the truth. Mom, Star Wars Rebels, brand new next Wednesday at 9:30 on Disney. So there we go. I, like I said, like you know, it, they're they're going to cause real problems for for Phoenix Squadron and and this part of the Rebel fleet. Um, that's hanging out around Gorel. I uh, hopefully we'll get some cool space battles, um, if that's the case. I uh, uh, but we know that we're gonna get uh, a lot more of Ezra's, uh, not necessarily backstory, but just like uh, we're gonna continue that thread uh, the, of the possibility that his parents are still alive mm-hmm. out there somewhere. So um, I think like th- I don't know where they're going with this. This is one thing that like I'm I tend to be pretty good at at. at you know, I've, I've watched a lot of TV and I've especially watched a lot of Star Wars repeatedly over and over on loop as uh, as we all have uh, being huge Star Wars fans. And so I find that I'm that I'm usually pretty good at predicting this sort of stuff, but I have no idea what they're planning to do with the idea that Ezra's parents are still alive um, unless they're not still alive. And that's going to be the thing that pushes Ezra over the edge as Dave Filoni has been sort of uh, intimating this season that that Ezra Ezra is uh, not necessarily tapping into the side of the force that he should be at all times, and that there's a lot of uh, anger and aggression um, in his in his training, and Kanan doesn't seem to be catching it because Kanan's not that great of a jedi (laughs) he's a he's an awesome character and i love him but he's not he hasn't been fully trained he's not Mm -hmm. a fully trained jedi knight he's certainly not a fully trained master so the idea that he would notice these warning signs i mean if obi-wan one of the greatest jedi of all time completely ignores the fact that anakin skywalker is a mass murdering psychopath um then, then it's going to be pretty easy for for Kanan to to miss the fact that Ezra is slipping. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we had the one hint last season of him like controlling the 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 
that giant fear knock, right? Or knock for whatever they are. Knock I don't remember what they were called, but yes, yeah. <laughs> that um, did happen. Yeah, and 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 Kanan was kind of like he was kind of scared at the amount of power that Ezra had and what he was doing with it. But um, but yeah, the the clip the the that they've released uh, with uh, with Ezra basically attacking um uh, a bunch of stormtroopers and uh and and callus and then kanan's like he's like he's proud of him and it's like but 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 ezra is acting on emotion right, right? in that moment he's like tell me where my parents are sort of thing like he's uh he's he's pulling a liam neeson and <laughs> he, he wants to know where they took his parents um and uh and kanan looks proud and it's like oh Kanan you are totally missing the fact that your that your Padawan is on the dark path and that that he's uh he's he's not exactly behaving the way that you want a Jedi to behave if you don't want them to turn out to be an Inquisitor Mm. Uh, (laughs) so yeah I don't know I it's I that's the only thing that I can that I can think is that is that there he's going to be led down this path um that that maybe even the emperor is influencing it or maybe vader is influencing it and and sort of planting these images in his head all in an attempt to to lead him towards the truth and then turn him right mm-hmm. um and that that might be what's going on but uh uh, if his parents are still alive, I have no idea what they're going to do with that. Like, are his parents also force sensitive or is one of his parents force sensitive? Is that why they were taken? Like, like what's, what's going on there and what happens once they retrieve them? There are far too many force sensitive characters running around in this galaxy for there not to be Jedi, uh, post return of the Jedi in particular. Right. right? Like, like some of these guys have got to die or turn or something between now and the force awakens for that movie to make any sense. But, um, I guess we'll see, I guess we'll see any thoughts on next week's episode. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat. I really don't know what to expect. Uh, I'm not as excited for it as I have been for the, like the previous few episodes, like the, the Rex and, and Kanan one was really good. I mean, I do want to know what the, the deal is with his parents, but at the same time, I don't know. I'm just, I'm not as jazzed up this for next week as I was this week for the biggest Oka fight. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I will tune in <laughs> on premiere night and uh, I am looking forward to it. Cool. Uh, awesome. Well, that does it for us this week. I, I, before I get into my whole rigmarole of where you can find <laughs> all the Rebels podcast stuff, Joe, where can people follow you? Uh, on almost every single type of social media known to man. Uh, I'm on Instagram, <laughs> DeviantArt, Facebook, YouTube, uh, Tumblr, all that good stuff. Uh, my username is Joe Hogan Art, and actually right now during the month of December leading up to The Force Awakens, I'm leading a hashtag campaign, and it is hashtag Wake Up Force. And in anticipation of The Force Awakens, every single day I'm releasing some original content Nice. Uh, with that hashtag. So if you want to check that out, all you got to do is search for uh, hashtag wake up force. And, you know, there's a lot of cool stuff. There's speed drawings, uh, there's uh, sketches, and, and there's going to be some previews to stuff that I'm working on for later. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I'm really excited about that stuff. So every single day, 
I'm exhausted, but I hope uh, I hope it's <laughs> it's it's not all for naught and people are enjoying it. So um, I'm definitely enjoying it, except for the fact that you that you beat me to the punch because I, in the week leading up to the Force Awakens, I'll be I'll be posting uh, uh, one character a day. Oh, okay, uh, just yeah. in the week leading up. So I've got. I, 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 I'm not keeping it secret. Uh, this is actually the first time I'm talking about it, but, um, I'll be doing, I, I, our three new leads, I, uh, Ray, Finn and Poe. And then I'll be doing the three, uh, original trilogy leads, uh, Han, Luke and Leia. And then I, on the seventh day, I'll be releasing a, a poster that, that has, all six of the characters together nice. and maybe, maybe, maybe a surprise in there. So, that's, that's yeah. Cool. So I, uh, so I'm, I'm basically just like breaking up this poster into six separate pieces that I'll do <laughs> and then put them all together. So that's uh, good, man. That's good. I'm way kinda, to do I'm, I'm, I'm lazy and I'm not actually doing individual work for each one, but uh, <laughs> I just, see. Uh, yeah, just, uh, just breaking it down and releasing it all separately. So, uh, cool. but yeah, uh, people already know where to follow me. Um, cool. I think everybody should go follow you on all oh, of the things. Well, thank you. Uh, because your art is awesome. If people re- like if people who are unfamiliar with Joe's art, it's it's very uh, uh, similar to Gendy Tartakovsky's style. Although I feel like in the last couple of years, you've sort of started to branch out a little bit and 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 make it your own a little bit more. Um, and it's uh, it's it's gotten better. And uh, I, uh, I think a little bit more expressive than some of Gendy's stuff. Oh, uh, thank you. Uh, which tends to be very similar, very samey. I, um, I don't know if I can agree with that because Gendy is someone that I look, still look up to yeah. very much as, as not only as a human being, but as, as an artist too. Yeah. But, but I, I very much appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so people, people, if they're fans of the Gendy Clone Wars stuff, um, and want to see like say the Force Awakens characters in in a, in that style, uh, then then they should definitely follow you because that's that's kind of your jam. So it is uh, cool. Um, well, as you guys know, you can uh, stay up to date with all the latest Star Wars Rebels news by heading to rebelspodcast.com. Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash rebelspodcast, and on Twitter, at rebelspodcast. You can follow me on Twitter, uh, at ARKWULF. And uh, Joe just basically told you where to find him on all the social media. Um, and, and of course, I have to remind everybody that we are part of the Thunderquack Podcast Network. And, uh, and we are doing a holiday giveaway for all of our Patreon supporters Ooh. right now. So if you are a Patreon supporter... Uh, you're already entered into this contest. If not, then just go to patreon.com slash thunderquack. Uh, uh, all you have to do is kick in a dollar uh, and you'll be entered into this contest. Uh, you can, you know, anywhere for a dollar and up. There's awesome perks starting at five bucks. Um, and, uh, and just support us uh, in bringing more great podcasts like this. Uh, to to you so uh, you can do that at patreon.com slash thunderquack and uh, you'll be entered into this contest our thunderquack holiday giveaway uh, so far we have announced that there that the the prize box includes a $25 amazon gift card a digital copy of jurassic park uh, and then this week we are throwing in a bundle of star marvel star wars digital comics so uh so the prize box continues to grow and uh, we'll be announcing the winner on December 18th, 
during our Force Awakens uh, uh, spoiler cast roundtable. So uh, don't worry if you haven't seen The Force Awakens yet. I mean, like, look, <laughs> this isn't even necessary for the audience that's listening to the Rebels podcast. You guys have all seen The Force Awakens by December 18th at 7 p.m., right? Like, let, let's be honest. Come on. All, <laughs> I will have seen it three times, so you'll have seen it at least once, right? So... I, I, but if you don't want to be spoiled, if you for some reason haven't been able to see it and you are going to, to watch or tune in for that, don't worry. We're going to announce the winner right at the beginning and then we'll give fair warning before we jump into spoiler territory on The Force Awakens. So, so tune into that uh, on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Thunderquack Podcast Network uh, at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on December the 18th and we will announce that winner. I little 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 hint for everybody who's listening to Rebels podcast and I won't say this on my other podcast there may or may not be another Force Awakens centric prize being added to the prize box that day Ooh, so fancy yeah. yeah yeah so it's there's lots of it, there's, there's mystery there's it, there's a twist <laughs> uh, so we're trying to you know we're kind of celebrating the holidays and the Force Awakens all at the same time uh, with this giveaway and it's just our way of saying thank you to all of our patreon supporters for supporting us over the last year uh, and helping us pay for all of these awesome podcasts that we get to do nice and, and helping us uh, uh, cover some of those costs so we appreciate that um, and uh, uh, you can check out all of our other great podcasts by hitting the thunderquack.com uh, and again supporting us at patreon.com slash thunderquack uh, but that is it for us this week. Thank you, Joe, for filling in for Matt. Uh, it was it was fun. It was great to have you on, and uh, hopefully you'll come back in the future. Yeah, it was it was great to be here, and a big thank you to both you for having me and for Matt for trusting me enough <laughs> to fill in for his position because he uh, he has very big shoes to fill, and I I know I can't fill them, but I'm glad that I was given the chance to. Oh, it was great. It was great. Thanks for thanks for stopping by. Yeah, and, of course. Uh, And we will catch everybody else next week for the episode Legacy. Uh, See you next week.